Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, you can lose in the NFL and retain your job, but the Jets have an impulsive owner. Uh, they blow stuff up very quickly and start over, and the 30 nothing loss to Miami when Tyreek Hill wasn't available and they still couldn't stop him and the Jets are supposed to have elite corners, that's about as bad a loss as a team could have with a coach that's trying to retain his job. So the defense didn't show up. Uh, four yards of offense in the first half. Lousy fake punt that fooled nobody. Uh, I, I wonder this morning if Robert Sala's in big trouble. I have defended Robert Sala, but I'm watching these defensive coaches. Ron Rivera, late in that game, was completely worked like didn't know how to situationally speed the clock up no urgency huddling against the rams it was painful watching mitch trubisky under mike tomlin painful uh belichick offense painful uh and i'm 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 watching robert sala and i watched brandon staley the Chargers' offense has talent. Regressed. I watched Sala. That quarterback carousel is a mess. They couldn't handle the head injury to Zach Wilson. So you can lose games. You better be careful about losing them like the Jets lost them because that, that ownership group moves off to the Mets and the Jets. You know, Giants and Yankees tend to be more patient. Aaron Boone's been under the pressure for a lot of years. You know, Tom Coughlin stayed for years, and the Giants and the Yankees tend to be a little more patient with their quarterbacks and their coaches, a little more. Jets, Mets will blow stuff up in 30 seconds. I, I thought that loss, that, I mean, right now they look like the Chargers. What do they do well with a young, unproven defensive coach? What do they do well? They're, they're literally start of the year doing things well. So are the Chargers. They've all gotten worse. That was a bad loss. That's, One word. What? Gutless. That's what it was. They didn't show up. Coming off a big win, go to Miami, 
pathetic. Can we not talk about the Jets anymore, please? All right, J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I'm trying to just put the season in the rearview mirror. It's over. Uh, Let's go to an actual good team, the 49ers. And my guy, Brock Purdy, 242 yards, four touchdowns. He is now the favorite in every sports book in America to win the MVP. Now, listen, I will do my diligence to tell you, don't bet Brock Purdy minus 200. There's a big game against the Ravens here. Lamar Jackson is number two on the odds. Here we go on the screen. I'm just telling you, Lamar has back-to-back weeks with massive gains. If he shows out against the Niners and Dolphins, he's going to steal the award from Purdy because you and a lot of other people are like, oh, McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey, you see there down there, plus 2,000. If you feel like lighting money on fire during the holiday season, go bet Christian McCaffrey. Sad. Where are you, bet- where are you betting right now? Well, I would, to me, the MVP of the league would be Christian McCaffrey. I'm not a big awards guy, but I think he is literally having one of the great running back years ever in an era where running backs don't get loved, don't get fed, don't yeah. get embraced. And I think he's a, I think he's a wizard. I think there's nothing else like him in the sport. I think he's incredible. Is there a lesson to be learned from the Niners trading for a running back when nobody wants to pay them, nobody wants running backs? Niners traded well, for one. Again, they have a brilliant offensive coach who was seeking a top chess piece. This would not look like this for the Steelers. <laughs> it looks like this yeah. with an offensive coach who is first of class, head of class. So, and I think the other thing is, I think the two best chess pieces in the league are on the same team with the coach who's best equipped to use them, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. So those are such unique historic players and the coach best, most capably aware of how to use them has them both. This feels like a Super Bowl team. Sneaky, but Shane Steichen, you, you and I love what he's doing in Indy. He knows how to scheme stuff up for running backs. Jonathan Taylor next year, healthy with Richardson. I would just say, keep an eye on Indianapolis Colts futures. They look like they have something cooking there. Uh, next up, Man, Kadarius Tony, boy, Colin, have you seen oh, this drop? Lord. This is absolutely brutal. brutal. I mean, just butterfingers galore. Now, right after it, uh, obviously the pass was intercepted. Mahomes is seen on the bench, really upset. Should be cursing under his breath. Um, I mean, at some what, point, what I, are you going to do though? They need him. I don't. You can't. You, you can so bail you can't on bench him. him. No, I mean, Rasheed Rice is your one, oh. along with Travis Kelsey. He ain't a one. You've got to be. have another guy, and he's an explosive playmaker. What are you going to do? Just, I think you need him. I think in, in a perfect situation, you'd move off him. But Watson and Sky Moore are not game breakers. Tony can give you those one or two twitchy plays a game that nobody else can. But this is why the you know, you're watching why the Giants moved off him. But I don't think it's not perfect. You just sometimes you go in and you have a team that's got a bad corner. But he, you know, he's a risk taker and gives you picks, but gets yeah. burned. Well, what are you going to do? Move off him? Tony will make a play in a playoff game to help you win a game, and he'll have a key drop. But that this is an imperfect team. This is not the yeah. three-year-ago Chiefs. No. So I think you have to just deal with it. Side note, uh, there is video here. Taylor Swift was at the game, yeah. and they put her on the Jumbotron She's in warm. New England. She was booed by the meatballs in Boston. Here's she the video. Was... Boo! Boo! Really? Boo! Who boos Boo! Taylor Swift? They really had her on the screen for a while there in enemy territory. Those meatballs would die for a selfie with her. Of course. They probably are going up for selfies after it. Like, come on. Booing Taylor Swift. It's like, I hate Santa Claus. You know, next up. Final story. Uh, Jalen Hurts tonight. 
not 100% with the illness. Glazer said yesterday on Fox, if they if this game was Sunday, Hurts probably would not have played. So it'll be Hurts against Geno Smith, both questionable. I just looked at the line. It is, as you see on the screen, up to three and a half. So some late-day Eagles money. Um, he flew separately, Jalen Hurts, to, to Seattle from the team. That's why they, you know, that's how bad the illness was. Yeah. Uh, Geno Smith sat last week. Seattle I, is in a desperate spot here. No, Two I, bad secondaries. Now, Seattle is, th- this is the season. With the Rams winning, well, hold on, let me look at this real quick. So the Rams right now have an easy schedule down the stretch and are 7-7. Seven and seven. Seattle is 6-7. 6-8 six and, seven. Uh, six and eight is a tough spot for them. Maybe a death sentence. Yeah, so this is Seattle at home has probably a healthier quarterback or at least a non-sick quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think Seattle wins. Wins? Here's the here's, wow. here's the thing is, a year ago we thought they were so clever moving off Russ. Here's where they are: a defensive coach with an average quarterback going to miss the playoffs in the weaker conference and an overrated defense. I, I took a shot at the secondary. I'll continue. Like Jamal Adams in coverage, you know they're going to attack him. He can't guard anybody. Um, I, I just this feels like a 30-27 last with the ball wins. So I would take the three and a half if I were a gambling man. Last time I saw Seattle play, it was a shootout with Dallas. It was wildly entertaining. Yeah, how's it going to be any different against it maybe You're maybe right. I, I mean, just, now, unless the weather, I haven't seen the latest on the weather. It's probably raining because well, it's Seattle. Well, it's December in Seattle. It has to be raining up yeah. there, right? Yeah. So uh, I'll go 30-27 Eagles. I'll go, um, I'll go 28-23 Seahawks. Whew. So Eagles dropped to ten and four. Ooh, wow! Well, Doug, listen, you'd be That's... lucky in life to be drop to ten and four. I don't know. They moved their, their to 10 the and defensive four. coordinators losing privileges to call that? plays. That was a crazy move. They literally just in the mid- week fifteen or fourteen they changed coordinators, and that gets Dallas That's... off the mat for winning the division. Now Philly can't lose this game, Colin. J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live All right, let's bring out Mark Sanchez. He and Kevin Kugler did the game yesterday. Chicago Bears, Cleveland. So as Mark sits down, I do want to show everybody, this was as beautiful a Hail Mary pass as the sports ever had. This is how you throw a Hail Mary. Roll the tape. This is the end of the game. Yep, there's two. By Garrett, Buys time. Look excellent it. job. Three-man rush. Up. He knows. Gets Throwing out. Deep. Most importantly, keep the ball Hail inbound. Mary. Don't throw it out of the back end of the end zone, zone which he does. Deflected. Oh. Tipped and intercepted. <laughs> Just rips their heart out. And as you said, kept it inbounds. Oh, gave no everybody doubt. time to position. That's right. And you can do that with a physical guy like that. Sorry for all my props That's today. Okay. I got an overhead projector coming in at some <laughs> point. <laughs> Probably to break I, some I of this stuff down. This. I will say this. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. There is something to be said about throwing three picks and having a great fourth quarter. Flacco is just, you, I think yeah. you said it, he's an adult. No doubt. A lot of good games, bad games, good halves. I watch that and I'm like, Flacco has a short memory. Yeah, and it, it wasn't perfect. If you saw his post-game interview with Laura Oakman, who asked him some great questions, but he was just, he's like, God, I have this pit in my stomach. Like, he knew what was at stake and what was happening. But at a certain point, he knew, I'm going to get this ball back and we're going to make it work. And that's two weeks in a row a team has tried to pressure him and he's known the answer. He's had the answer. The week before was Jacksonville. They bring a little extra pressure that. off the edge. He knows where his weakness is. Starts to drift, drift by time. Najoku, huge play, yes. okay? This week, gets a little pressure. He starts to pump and holds the ball for one more second because they brought, they brought simulated pressure, essentially, bringing uh, linebackers and defensive backs and dropping out a defensive end or tackle. And there goes Najoko, and he's trying to navigate. Okay, where do I go? And so he holds it for just a half second to lock eyes with Najoku so he can see him throw it and avoid the pressure two weeks in a row. But I called him Elf on the Shelf, man. He shows up after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Suddenly, the house is in order. Right. Everybody's on notice. The kids are behaving. You right. know what I mean? Because he's got. they report to Santa. They got their magic, and his magic is his instant credibility because he's been there before. And Everybody respects him. And then the way he plays to finish game, the way he can finish a game, in that stadium, I mean, he's got like 10 comeback wins, fourth quarter wins in that stadium, mostly for Baltimore. So he's used to ruining the Browns fan Sundays. This time he gave him two Sundays in a row that were amazing. But yeah. And I think it, also oh. it's a younger league. And so when you bring on these elder statesmen, yes. I think there is a certain gravitas to him walking in the room and everybody's 100%. like... Everybody's on notice. Oh, man, he knows what it looks like. I'm following him. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they have the Hail Mary before halftime. Did you see that? Okay, you got to see this Hail Mary before halftime. Because one, I thought they were going to kick the field goal. It's a 54, 55-yarder. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, watch this. Justin Fields gets absolutely 
pummeled by Zadarius Smith late. That's a free play. That's a 15 yards free untimed down before halftime that they missed. That's an automatic field goal. So that's three more points. Then when you go to the fourth quarter, they have a 10 point. Well, let's, let's go big picture here first. Okay. And I had to write some of these notes down because there's a lot. Because Chicago, this was a big game. For that was them. a huge game for Chicago. But of 70 plays, they ran 70 total offensive plays. 18 of these plays are third downs. Two of them are fourth downs. So that leaves you 50 plays that aren't third or fourth down. Those are normal down and distance, first and second down. Now take out all the goal line plays, all your short yardage plays. And, okay, of those 50, where do you want to be? We were just talking about Josh Allen. You were just talking about Josh Allen. He only threw it 15 times, yeah, right? right? Justin Fields threw it 40 times for a little over 100 yards or whatever he threw it for. Yeah. Josh Allen threw it for 94 with seven completions. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather have him closer to 15 than 40. Yes. Right? And the game started to get away from these guys. The sequencing in the fourth quarter, you're up 10 points, and you start giving this thing away. The fourth and one uh, with Justin Fields that he doesn't, he's, he scrambles for it, ends up being a sack. I mean, that's a play he makes in his sleep. Watch, he's on the edge, and he just starts to slow down, gets tripped up, huge play, <laughs> just tapping his foot, and he doesn't get this play. Boom, the Browns go, and they kick a field goal right there. Yeah. Okay? So then the Bears are up seven. Then they get stuffed on a jet sweep. Yeah. The reason I brought this up here is because, just to show you, okay, when guys get the ball a lot, this is my call sheet. Yeah. This is what I use during the game. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. When guys get the ball a lot, there's numbers all under their name, okay? Rushes, receptions, rushes, receptions, all this stuff. They handed it, and this is no offense to Tyler Scott, but it's third and one in the fourth quarter. You're trying to win the game. This kid's a rookie out of Cincinnati. Look, at he's, he doesn't have all these red numbers down here because he doesn't touch the ball that much. So on third and one, I'm like, what are we doing? Deontay Foreman downhill, speed option, which, so you have at least two options with Justin Fields, run quarterback power, get the extra hat in the run game, something. I was just a little shocked on that one, right? Yeah. And on that fourth and one, by the way, they were on the plus 33. They could have kicked a field goal again. That's two field goals. I mean, I was getting all worked up because it was our game, and I was yeah. fired up about it. But you felt the game start to oh, no, they kill it to lose it, to, to, to kind of give it away, and then Joe Flacco took over. And then the offense finally made a play. But if you're going to give them six chances to make a play, well, one of them, they might just make a play. You see what I mean? Like those, that's where good teams figure it out. They understand their sequencing. They understand what numbers they have to hit in the run game versus pass game. Yeah. And if you have 50 of those plays and you're going to call 30 runs and 20 passes on normal down and distance, I want those 20 passes, five of them to be actual drop back. Five to seven step. Yeah. Go through a full progression, you know, five to six man protection, fine. But they're giving up sacks on eight man protection on second and seven with the lead late in the game. That's that's crazy to me. You only got two guys in the route. How are you getting sacked? So, it, you know, Montez Sweat kept him in the game. Yeah, he's he's been a great addition. The guy's leading two franchises in sacks, by the way. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. So like, there's pieces there. There's enough there, and I think think of Justin Fields a little more like Cam Newton. Like, he's hard to bring down. He can run. Yeah. Run quarterback power. They used to do that all the time on third and short, fourth well, and short with Cam. We talked about a mock draft earlier. Chicago's in a unique place. They could still get Jaden Daniels or Drake May and get a ton of extra picks by moving You down. just don't get everything out of Justin Fields if you bring in a guy like that. Not in that town. Yeah, you're just Maybe in Jacksonville, maybe in Kansas City, Chicago, maybe in another place. No chance. 
then Justin's like, am I the starter? Am I not the starter? If you're gonna wait, if you're gonna go get one of those guys, go get them, and they're your guy. That's a good point. But if you're gonna keep Justin, then get him some guys, man, and make him like Cam Newton the year he won MVP and took him to the Super Bowl against Peyton Manning. Put players around him, stack the defense, keep getting rusher pass rushers to give him the ball back, and he's gonna have to run the ball a lot. That's what they did the last three games, and that's why he was so effective. But when he goes for over 100 yards rushing, good luck. Yeah. Good luck playing against those guys. So they have pieces. They're really close. It's just what's their formula, their identity, and they can't get away from it, and that's how the Browns took over. So explain to me, at college, uh, I can remember USC teams you played with, teams de- generally, because the players are younger, are different at home in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just different when you go, even when you go to Pullman or Corvallis, it's different. Cowboys or Browns? Right. Dallas yeah. is a completely different franchise on the road. Now, I've argued that as the league's gotten younger um, and Dallas is a glamour franchise, the minute they win, all these shows talk about them. And all those young guys are like feeling it. Right. And that's a little bit of it. It's like Texas football or sure. USC sure. football. You win, you're on shows. Sure. You can win a lot of games in Jacksonville and nobody cares. Otherwise, I can't figure out Dallas. How are you this great here and this bad here consistently? Well, I think Buffalo just took the fight to them. I mean, they, they <laughs> it's one of those things where when they're at home, they're a little nasty too. When it gets late, when it gets cold, yeah. Josh Allen seems to turn it on, protects the football. That was the biggest thing for Buffalo. They had been giving away games routinely. You know what I mean? He throws three, four picks in a game. It's like, come on, man. Defense, you saw how hard it was for the Browns to win. The other team has to have just a calamity of errors for you to win games like that and overcome mistakes like that. Buffalo didn't do it, and they ran it right at him. They ran it at him multiple different ways with Josh Allen, with James Cook. Like, it was, you could tell Joe Brady had the game plan he wanted. He saw where the Cowboys were vulnerable in the past, said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to invite him in. It's going to be a little, little cold. A little different. We're going to be playing outside in our kind of place, in a blue-collar, rust-belt kind of place. Yeah. All right? We're going to let him in the tunnel. We're going to lock the door, slap him around for a couple hours, and then tell him when to leave. That's kind of how you have to play those guys. When yeah. you see a team with a lot of flash, when we got to beat them up physically. Yeah. This is going to be – this is going to hurt them. It's got to hurt them. It's going to hurt us, but it's better hurt them more. Yeah. And you can tell. They just had the physical game plan, and, and it got away from the Cowboys, right? They weren't able to jump out to that lead. They weren't able to right. stack points at the end of the first half uh, and opening the third quarter like, like they've done before, and that's how right. they kind of lap a team and then just they're off to the races, and all you see is the back of their jersey. Like, dang, how do we catch these guys? They're right, too right. good. So it was, uh, it, it, was, it was just the way the game shook out, but Joe Brady had an excellent plan for that game. Before we get to tape on the other side, we were talking about Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, I, I'm old enough that I remember Walter Payton, and then there's uh, Barry Sanders and his elusiveness. McCaffrey has the ability to make cuts without slowing down. Oh, yeah. Which While is, he's accelerating. Yeah, yeah so he's that's... accelerating into the cut. So he's so quick. Um, I don't know. What do you When you watch him, he can be a receiver in this league, I think. No doubt. And he's been healthy. Um, he, Every time he touches the ball, look out. He's got the home run threat. But him and Brock Purdy, it's like, I mean, say what you want about Brock. Oh, he's a system guy. He's this. He's that. He knows where to get the ball. Yeah. And it comes out on time. And he anticipates these throws so these guys can run after the catch. Uh, he gets them in and out of plays, good plays, you know, potentially bad plays, dirts the ball when he's supposed to, and gets them in the right position. 
And then when you have a guy like C-Mac, he knows, man. Just feed him the ball. It's Kobe and Shaq, man. Just feed him the ball. Whatever, you know something good's going to happen when that guy touches the ball. I'm just curious about this MVP race. Like, are they going to split votes? <laughs> well, that's what, uh, What's going to happen? And then Lamar I'm just Jackson. saying, Lamar Jackson, fine. I'm just telling you, and I've gotten heat for this because I'm a Stafford supporter. But if he gets this team in the playoffs. The Rams. Come on now. Are you kidding me? No, I think those votes might split. He might go right down the middle. Seven ten bowling alley split. You've done Rams games this year. Plenty of them. I have seen McVeigh. They should have won that Baltimore game. Oh, I know. That was just a letdown. One of the best coaching jobs I've ever seen. And he should be runner like Stafford should be runner up for MVP, and uh, McVeigh should be you know runner up for Coach Coach of the the year. Year because. Nobody in a I mean, four wins, five wins, or whatever they were projected early yeah. in the year. Now, who knows? They got a game Thursday night against New Orleans, who uh, just beat up on the Giants. So, you know, all, this whole thing is coming down to the very, very end, which makes it amazing for us and, yeah. and the players and coaches in the league. But I don't know, man. There's something to be said about Stafford. Yeah. All right. We've got tape on the other end. We talk Kansas City and uh, New England and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Maybe Taylor Swift next. The Hurt. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation. 
so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, a game we have not talked about because New England's awful and unwatchable and Kansas City. Well, I mean, they're just hard to watch. But I would say with Kansas City, I really think this is just what happens when you go stage one to stage two of the dynasty. You pay the quarterback a lot. A little choppy. Still love them. Everybody, owner, GM, coach, quarterback, all good. They're just trying to teach young guys how to play receiver Mm -hmm. under a very sophisticated, fast-moving, complex offense. It's hard. So Rasheed Rice, over six, seven weeks, you're like, oh, he's, he's learning it. So it's happening. Trending in the right direction. Tony tends to be a little, you know, he can be immature. Details drops. It's, it's a process. But I don't sell anything. I think they are what they are. These are mm-hmm. young athletes. This summer learning on the job. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so you got some tape, and this is fun for us. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, so the, quickly on the Kadarius-Tony point, I think, you know, when you're in a slump as a hitter, go back and watch some of the big hits you've had. Go back and hit some of the fundamental stuff. Like, go watch a highlight tape. Dude, he, he had some huge plays in a Super Bowl that got him a ring. Yes. You know what I mean? I, if I'm the wide receiver coach there, if I'm, you know, anybody who's in his corner, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, like, bro, get in here for 15 minutes. I'm, I want to talk to you and show you how good you are. And don't forget, you had that beautiful Super Bowl, Super Bowl ring from last year, and you're a big reason we have that ring. On the punt return, on the touchdown he caught, yeah. left the dude in the dust. Like, that's who you are. You've had a couple drops. That is not who you are. These plays are you. You know what I mean? That's sure. how you get these guys out of a slump and because they're going to need them to make plays down the stretch. So Tony either you Robbins. let them. Yeah, like yeah almost, almost like a Tony Robbins speech. But whatever it is, just, just be in his corner. But I was shocked in this New England game. It's a third and ten, and you're going to play Patrick Mahomes in cover two man. So cover two, you know, there's two deep safeties, five yeah. defenders underneath, generally playing zone. But in cover two man, those five defenders underneath are locked on to a specific player, okay? And they know they have help over the top, so their number one job is to guard their guy, but they're going to play a little soft and a little inside. You can't get beat to the inside. You have to block them off to the inside. No routes can cross your face inside because that gives the quarterback an easy answer and there's no one there. Also, quarterback scramble is all live because the safeties are deep. Everybody else is locked onto their guy. Nobody's accounting for the quarterback, so you normally muddy up the rush with picks and stuff like that with the D lineman. What you're going to see on this third down, I mean, this this shocked me a little bit, but Patrick Mahomes, they show him one safety down in the box. They're going to disguise on third down. Typical Bill Belichick. He's going to show you one thing, give you another. There goes the safety. He's going to retreat. Patrick Mahomes checked with his running back to make sure he knew. But look at this scramble room for Patrick Mahomes and no looping D lineman. He sees the two deep safeties. He knows there's help, extra help on Kelsey. There's two, right? He's off and inside. Boom, I'm off of Kelsey and no picks on the rush game that blew my mind that they're rushing straight up now what do these guys run out of this set a ton they usually run that in route or a deep crosser and then a shallow cross underneath by rice but what do they do they run the crosser off of it because they know they're getting two man they're often inside let's run our counter let's run speed down the middle like they used to do with tyree kill leak the back out to the flat and it just becomes a three level high to low read flat defender read so it's level three level two level one you work your way down and Patrick Mahomes hits his back foot and nails this 
basically it's like a corner or a deep out that's a counter off of the shallow and basic that they normally run. That shallow basic to the back checking down, I mean, that is a staple in the West Coast offense. They run it three to four times a game. This was an amazing – this is how game plans and playbooks change on third downs. You show a counterpunch. They know you got a jab. Okay, what else do you have off that jab? Boom, and they show it. I thought that was awesome. The next play, I thought, this is an old-school West Coast. Uh, it's a run. No. It's an end around, no. It's a play action pass, no. It's a screen. So it's like three layers of deception. It was the old 94, Y back. 94 is the run. Y back tells the Y to cross formation, kick out the end. Z ghost, halfback slow screen right. So check this out. There's three keys to a great screen, but Kelsey's right inside on the right. He feels that tight end. Uh, the safety feels the tight end, so he's going to run back in man-to-man. And the three keys to a good screen are the kick, the alley and the rat kill and it's guard center guard in this setup but he fakes the ghost dumps it off <laughs> here's the kick guy well there's nobody there because they pressured there's nobody there so he's got nobody to kick normally he's kicking out a corner or a safety or a backer or somebody nobody's there so he just number one in the convoy number two is the alley think of him like the personal protector he's guarding the guy with the bag the bag's the ball and he's just running behind him he's kind of finding daylight behind him there's nobody in the alley because they pressured. That's why Mahomes got this playoff. And then the rat kill. This guy's almost as important as the other two because he's the one who peels back and his eyes got to look back and find that defensive lineman or linebacker who sniffed out the screen. He's the rat who's going to go to the cheese and ruin your day. There's nobody there. There's nobody even chasing it. So this thing turns into a punt return or a kick return and one of the biggest plays for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Patrick Mahomes gets this ball out early understands that he has to get it out early he's got a three-man convoy looks like a punt return man and a huge play for Clyde Edwards Alaire this is I mean two old school plays one they run a counter off of two they they do the three layers of deception it's a handoff no it's an end around no it's a pass it's a screen and they had some huge plays off of these but yeah and you know critical conversions. even if you go back to the Super Bowl uh, the reality with Kansas City and their defense now, their games are more low-scoring. So one or two plays like this oh, yeah. win games. And they change the game. They flip the field. They get you into field goal range. And those are the kind of ways that, that you avoid giving away the game. You know what I mean? You stick to what you know. You plug in new pieces. Before, we talked about that guy screaming down the middle of the field on the third and ten. Patrick Mahomes might have looked at that if that's Tyreek Hill. Well, it's not. So he gets off him, knows Kelsey's doubled, and boom, knows exactly where to go. But, man, it's fun to watch. Man, They always have something every week. They'll have their staples, but they always have something with a little sizzle. So I saw it yesterday is that it's one thing if your wife and you argue on the way home from a party. If you argue <laughs> at the party. It's uncomfortable. And it's, it, that's a real problem in a relationship. We've all argued in the car. So when you're, when you're banging on your quarterback in the film room, that's one thing. Right. Happens. That happened with sure. Brady and Belichick. When you're yelling on the sidelines, it, that's an animosity that's a bit too palpable. My takeaway is these guys are just different dudes, too. One is intense. One is relentlessly optimistic. I watched this, and I was uncomfortable watching it. it was It was right after that goal line play, I want to say, right? They were down in tight. And it looked, what they had been doing, and, and this is all just from my vantage point. I don't have any inside information, so I don't know what was said. I can see the tone of what was said, and it was upset and uh, disappointed and, you know, enraged. But that, listen, that happens in these moments. These, these moments are heated, right? Yes. 
And to me, it appeared that there was some sort of check or some sort of yes. decision that was supposed to be made by the quarterback Automatically. that was just like assumed, and it was either um, miscommunicated, uh, misinterpreted, something was off with the communication there, and clearly Coach Payton is like, dude, what are we doing? And so he lets out a little anger and aggression and that whole deal. Well... Part of that is this game is going to get you to those situations a lot. In practice, in a walkthrough, in a game, the idea is you have to have enough rapport with those guys to understand that it's never personal. And it's hard not to take that personally. You have to be pretty thick-skinned, skin like an armadillo, not a deer. Yeah. And if you can absorb that learn from that and move on from that without getting embarrassed even though it's getting played on every you know news feed today then you can make up some ground and sure was coach Payton probably a little strong and it's a little embarrassing well yeah sure they're also getting paid a lot of money to do it and this is the highest level of, of this that's what happens uh you know blue heads become redheads and the, the top blows off right so what do you do do you have enough rapport to understand that he's not attacking me russell wilson the person He's attacking me, Russell Wilson, the quarterback who made a bad decision that I should have made a different decision. Now, do they move on from that? Hopefully, but you know, I, I can't speak for either side. I don't know him personally enough to know exactly what went down, but that's just playing the position for as long as I did, being around coaches. Some of them yell, some of them don't. Uh, you know, I can see how those things happen, and sometimes they happen behind closed doors. Sometimes they happen right out in the front lawn where for everybody and all the neighbors to see and it's a little embarrassing so yeah. we'll see how they bounce back yeah you know the other thing is um russell is very much on social media and this stuff and sean's kind of old school oh yeah he's yeah yeah I mean, brady him. really yeah. didn't do a lot of that stuff till he beat atlanta in the super bowl that was late late yeah and russell does a lot of the social stuff so when something goes wrong situationally i can see an old school coach thinking well if you're not on instagram all day <laughs> And I'm not saying that happened, but I can see an old school coach thinking, yeah, it's funny, you didn't pick that up, but you had 13 social media posts this week. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I can see situationally it's, that happening. It's so funny because, you know, um, when, you, when you forget little things like that, like I can, it, it's almost like a parent with a kid, right? Yes. You know, and, and uh, you forget to take out the trash. You forget to, you know, pick up after the dog. You forget to do whatever. But you spent the night at Johnny's house last week and had a great time and went to the dance. Well, you had fun doing what you were doing. Those were obviously priorities, but doing your chores at home was not. You know what I mean? And so I can see how those kind of things get equated. We're like, oh, well, you're having a great time in this you know, world that doesn't even matter. That's not even real. Well, he That's, said, you know, you know Mark, what I mean? So it's like... It's a real thing. They're just different personalities, different... Uh, you know, different generations, and and they they don't see the world the same necessarily. But that doesn't mean they can't be a good quarterback and coach combo. Uh, just you know, we got a lot of cameras nowadays. <laughs> you catch a lot of stuff. You I catch a lot of time, audio. And ooh. I see LeBron eating all the time, and I don't care. You had a bite of a hot dog once, yeah. and the world imploded. And I'm like, it's a <laughs> it four-hour game. It happens. <laughs> Sometimes you it happens. That crap, you got. Oh yeah, and you get caught, and and uh, that was during a timeout too. So. LeBron eats every other home game. <laughs> LeBron literally orders a con concierge, comes was, about once a game to eat like nobody it's cares. Kind of like Uber Eats showing up on the court. <laughs> I was ahead of my time. Thank you. You were. <laughs> All right, Mark Sanchez, uh, thanks for stopping by. Brian Billick was here earlier today. Tonight, 
Eagles, Seahawks. I think I like Seattle a little bit at home. Their season is on the line with the Rams surging. They're going to turn that puppy around. We'll see you tomorrow live in L.A. It's the Herd. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.